Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Creator Spotlight Season 3 from The Interface. Creator Spotlight is our series where we talk to creators about what they make and do and how they got started. Today I'm joined by Alex Harrington. How are you doing Alex? Fine. Yeah, it's been a long week, F1 weekend, so I haven't stopped working quite yet, but great. <laughs> thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. How are you doing? I am really good, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to uh, finally, uh, well, I met you in person before, but it's good to finally get you um, to talk to you in the conversational space. So it's, it's great. great. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, so for people that are not too sure who you are, um, just give us a sort of a rough introduction about what you make and do. Oh, so I do, <laughs> I do quite a bit. Uh, a lot of my stuff is behind the scenes, but I'm, I'm a writer for um, Sports Illustrated's F1 site, and I run um, a website called grandtournation.com as well, which started off as kind of a Jeremy Clarkson Grand Tour uh, fan website, really, yep. but it evolved into more of a motoring and more of a motorsport website. Um, and then, yeah, I run a number of other websites. I'm a I'm a partner in, a, in an LA-based, uh, what would you call it, digital content creation firm so yep. do a load of stuff and then i i build some websites as well and it's, I'm, I'm all over the place but it's great <laughs> fun and um i love doing it yeah um so as you mentioned grand tour nation that's where i first heard of you um oh, really oh yeah. you're that one you're the one person i like it <laughs> the one person <laughs> yeah so like when when grand tour was sort of its full height of production back in whenever it was um there was obviously a lot more stuff being seen about them doing doing filming in various locations it's good to have sort of a one place to sort of get behind the scenes of what they're doing and people spotting filming so yeah yeah i mean we did we did a lot of that you know when the grand tour like you said when it was in full production is not anymore they're doing like one or two episodes a year which has been great for page views as you'd expect um <laughs> but you know we were all over the place following what they were doing and it was great fun and you know, growing up watching Top Gear and, yep. and late, later on the Grand Tour, having um, that kind of journalistic connection to them, doing interviews with them, it was it was great. And I mean, Grand Tour Nation was like my introduction to to this kind of job as well. Mm. So, yeah, because yeah. you didn't you you interviewed Andy, Andy Wilman, didn't you? That was quite cool. Yeah, I've I've interviewed all of them now. Um, oh right. So I I actually my first paid journalistic job was actually working for them on Drive Tribe. Do you remember Drive Tribe? Yes. Yeah. So it was back yeah. in the day, maybe seven seven years ago now. Yep. And I was just like everyone else on Drive Tribe, just kind of doing your thing and writing whatever you can. I was young at this point, so my writing <laughs> was poor. But um, someone from Drive Tribe re- reached out and offered me a, a freelance paid gig with them. So that was great. And then I did, you know, working a bit with them. And yeah, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have interviewed them uh, a number of times for Clarkson's Farm, Grand Tour, and they yep. are just lovely lovely people it's been great i'm I'm lucky that's awesome yeah it's obviously a shame that it's sort of winding down a little bit hopefully not yes. for hopefully not for a long time yes i <laughs> think of... yeah I, I think you know that they've been doing it for a long time and the grand tour you know the budget so they that they had for the grand tour was huge mm-hmm. and it was amazon just basically gave them a, a load of money and it was their choice to spend that money on on the show or pay themselves or whatever and I think, I think it just didn't go as well as they hoped it to because, you know, we had what three seasons where they had a tent and they were going all around the world and things like that. Um, and then people kind of got a little bored, and we realised that Top Gear or what later became the Grand Tour is that kind of show slowly kind of went out of fashion. Mm. 
think you know obviously the the scope now is top gear uh, sorry is youtube and and you know the, the youtubers and which is why they started drive tribe because they wanted to get onto that social media train yeah yeah so what made in back in when you started grand tour what made you actually get started into writing and doing that sort of thing well so i mean it was, <laughs> i i never had any i never had an interest in writing I was never good at English in school, and I was always I was I was basically following science and maths and music, and I was thinking I'll just become a teacher. And then I went on holiday with my girlfriend, now wife, and it was like my first time going on the plane, going on a plane, and we were going to Gran Canaria, and <laughs> it was our first holiday. And she was like, "You know what? You should really get a magazine just to read something on the plane." And she was like, "Why don't you get an Evo magazine?" And I hadn't read, you know, I'd read a few Top Gear magazines and whatever, but I picked up the Sivo magazine, read it on the plane, and I was like, I was reading something by Henry Cashpool, and I was like, this, this is what I want to do. This is the job. <laughs> so I remember going around Gran Canaria trying to find somewhere to buy a uh, paper and a pen. And I wrote my first article just by the pool. It was a great life. Things have changed. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, that's where I got started. And then I was just kind of looking for writing jobs Drive Tribe came along and I thought, this is great. I'll post some stuff to Drive Tribe, do some videos and things like that. And then that got noticed. And then I actually found Grand Tour. So Grand Tour Nation doesn't belong to me. It actually belongs to a guy in LA called Gary Lee. And I got in touch with him and I said, I've been doing a bit on Drive Tribe. Here's what I've written so far. I love writing about cars and it's what I want to do. Do you, uh, can I, can you take me on as a writer? You know, whether, uh, a free kind of voluntary job or paid or whatever. And he read the writing and he said, yep, need someone to kind of run the website. You, you will do <laughs> basically. <laughs> so I got a paid job there, which was really lucky. Um, and then I kept on with the drive tribe stuff. We had a partnership with drive tribe through grand tour nation. Okay. So as grand tour nation, we were writing to drive tribe as well. It was three articles a day and we got paid some money and, um, I think they were doing something at the time. It was like a partnership program. So we were we were one of those partners. And then Drive Tribe pulled me on as a freelance myself as well. And I just got into doing that kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, it's just snowballed from there. It's been it's been a crazy ride, but I've loved every minute of it. That's interesting. I thought Grand Tour Nation was sort of your own little publication. I you wish. Sort of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. So I, I have, like, I direct the website. So Gary doesn't, you know, Gary, um, he manages a lot of websites. And this was back when I wasn't really doing much of the kind of uh, overall management stuff. So he just, he had a huge website, a huge LA sports website called Dodgers Nation, which is, I think, the biggest Dodgers website in America at the moment. Right. And he was focusing on that. So my focus was purely on Grand Tour Nation, just from a content production point of view. So I did that for maybe two, three years. And then um, eventually we, Gary and I, because obviously the huge gap physically mm. as well as in time, um, we started talking more and then I took on more of a management point of view. So now I, I fully manage that website, um, do a few videos for it, write a lot. And, and I now manage writing teams. as well. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. And then the... You guys do a um, you guys do a podcast as well, but that that's about F one, isn't it? But that gets published yes. on the Grand Tour Nation YouTube channel. So uh, yes, so yeah. what happens? <laughs> so <laughs> we I've done a lot. <laughs> I've done a lot. I'm completely overworked and I'm burning out. And so 
Grand Tour Nation, you know, we just, we talked to a lot of people and eventually things just started snowballing and I got into, so the next kind of part of my career mm. was uh, web website production. Okay. And uh, I was doing websites for some, some sportsmen in the US, some baseballers, some uh, Joshua Hader uh, and a few others. Um, and then because of where Gary lives, he lives in LA, in uh, Pasadena, he just got chatting with the guys from Fast and Furious. And uh, As you do. <laughs> I, yeah, it's an LA thing. I don't understand it either. And I just got a call one day saying, look, Sun Kang, the guy who plays Han from Fast and Furious, he wants a website and some some content to be produced for him. Can you um, can you do that? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I can do that. Because I loved Fast and Furious as a child. I was like, my, I had the Tokyo Drift 350Z on my wall. You know, that was <laughs> that was my childhood. And started doing um, some articles, built his website, started doing it. It was sungsgarage.com. I'm not sure if it's even going anymore. It might still be up. Um, yeah, I wrote some articles. And then I interviewed him, which was great. And then his management got in touch with me and said, Sung's looking to do a podcast. Do you want to do a podcast with him? So I did a podcast with him a few times. Because of his work, like he's got crazy hours. Mm. We didn't, we eventually finished basically it just didn't work our times didn't line up mm. and i mean we interviewed some amazing people we interviewed some formula drift drivers um uh the director justin lynn the director of a load of the fast and furious movies um some some actors it was really good um and then that came to an end and we'd kind of been doing a, a gtn podcast for a little while as well just me and some friends and then things kind of changed once again i was doing a lot of website production and then one of our websites, um, it caught the eye of Sports Illustrated. They were very interested in one of our websites. And we eventually ended up doing, kind of forming a partnership where we'd write for them. So we have a number of um, sports websites within SI.com, um, mostly on American sports. And then F1 suddenly grew massively because of Drive to Survive and the yep. general kind of marketing that Liberty Media is doing. And they offered us an F1 website. And we didn't expect it to grow that much. And we started it. And now it's been maybe just over a year. And it's the second largest in the world, which we're just completely blown away by. It's unbelievable. And, you know, all of us just, we've been following F1 for a long time. And to actually be able to write about it and to make money is yeah. just ridiculous. It's a dream come true. So that's where the... The Driven Mad podcast comes from that's attached to Sports Illustrated in that oh. partner, the weird partnership. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I didn't realize that that website would be so is so big. Uh, I, I didn't either. Yeah. No, they sent out a press release literally maybe a week ago because uh, the Arena Group, which owns Sports Illustrated, they've got a number of investors, including Lewis Hamilton. Really interestingly, I didn't know that. And <laughs> um, they just had a billionaire invest into the company, and they sent out a press release to all of us. I was just reading through it, and they said, and "I was like, wait a second, F one." Because they're doing like uh, yep. notable, you know, notable whatever. Um, it was like F1 site that's grown to the second largest in the world. And I thought, wow, I really need to up my game with my writing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's great, and you know, we 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 were lucky enough to go to Miami, the Miami Grand Prix earlier this year, and cover that on the ground. That's and awesome. That was just it was just unbelievable. Just being surrounded by other people who 
love F1. I mean, obviously, they're so much more experienced than, mm. than me. They really, really know their stuff. So it was amazing to just absorb all of that and learn what they do. And yeah, it was just, it was lovely. That's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned about... Um... A minute ago, you mentioned about writing, not being sort of interested in it at, at school, that sort of thing. I was sort of the same. So I've been running the interface for over 10 years now. And at, wow, I remember, really? Yeah. I remember at school, I wasn't too interested at writing, but somehow just the, throughout the path of whatever you do, it's sort of, that's I love doing it now. So it's it's weird. Yeah. I think, you know, school, I mean, my school at least was very much like, you shall learn Shakespeare. And you shall write poetry like Shakespeare. I I, I grew up in Stratford upon Avon, so it kind of makes sense. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when I started writing, I I owned an MX Five at the time. It was my first like fun car, and I just I loved writing about that and just writing about the adventures I'd go on, uh, I'd, I'd do with it, and the car shows I'd go to and the people I meet. And it wasn't even, you know, when I started writing, it wasn't writing about the news or anything like that. It was. Because I always loved Richard Porter's column in the mm. magazine, and I I read them religiously, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and just be a fraction of the writer he is, and I just wrote about experiences, and that's where it started. And then you know, when I joined Grand Tour Nation, um, that's when actually I, I had a bit of a learning curve because I suddenly went from just writing about my experiences to having to take information from a press release or, mm-hmm. you know, syndicated articles or whatever, and then put that into my own article. So it took me a long time to kind of get my head around that. But it was, yeah, from from that moment I started writing, it was always something I wanted to do. Yeah, so I think I'm the opposite. I'd, I think I'd find it harder to write about experiencing <laughs> things. Most, yeah. all the stuff, all the stuff I do on the interface is, is, is news coverage, basically. And we just, I've just started doing car reviews as well. Um, yes yes yeah, i really so. like them by the way oh, I, thank I you follow your youtube it's great oh and thank you yeah because i was like you were doing car reviews i was like oh yeah i should really should really be doing something because like <laughs> you know i always wanted to when i was when you know when, as soon as i started writing i was watching evo top gear and mm. chris harris he was the main inspiration yeah i loved him still love his videos on youtube and i was like oh that too i can i can try and do that so yeah yeah so yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So you just had, um, I think you just you just reviewed a car or filmed it, uh, the Honda Civic. What um, publication is that going under? So that is for Sports Illustrated. That's okay. for the F1 site. So my idea with that is, you know, we've been doing news and, you know, a lot of F1 is all news. Really. Yep. It's like news, 90%, and then the last 10% is like an opinion. Yep. Um, and I thought, you know what would be really good is, as F1 gains so much coverage and as mm-hmm. interest in the sport is at an all-time high how can i relate f1 to the normal person you know someone who maybe hasn't got a huge like someone who isn't like, incredibly nerdy about it how can i kind of pull them into the group um and i thought you know what i'll just start looking at the connection between f1 technology and the sport and then in cars hmm. That's so, interesting. yeah i just thought you know especially with the move to evs there's a lot of kind of electric hybrid stuff going on in, in F1, mm-hmm. especially, you know, the regulations in 2026, that are going to be massively more hybrid than they are currently. So I thought, okay, how can I kind of connect that to, to the, the, the general public? So I've gone in contact with all the teams and then their manufacturers. And I just said, look, this is the plan. I want to talk about technology and also kind of talk about like, the life of an F1 driver. So that's something we're also focusing on is 
you know, they are jet setters. They race, but then 50% of their life is then traveling and eating the nicest food and <laughs> seeing incredible things and experiencing the world. So I thought, okay, maybe I could do videos of cool road trips and things like that. So I just talked to manufacturers about that and a lot of them are interested. Thank goodness, because, you know, it was my career. Um, <laughs> um, the Sports Illustrated name helps, obviously. That's been so helpful. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, Honda got back to me and they were like, I can give you a car tomorrow. So I got the Honda Civic EHEV, the E-H-E-V, EHEV. I don't, I don't know actually what they call it. E- I like EHEV. I think that sounds... I've never heard anyone say it before, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's, that's Yelp. I can tell we both write for a living. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you end? There's one word. Oh, what is it? There's a word that I never pronounce. Epitome. Hmm. I'm I write epitome, actually more than I expect to, but in my head, I say epitome, and then because I say that, I then because I say it in my head, I then say it in you know real life, and yeah. um, people are like, mate, you're a writer. Why are you stupid? Because <laughs> I say it in my head. Um, yeah, you have. It's it was actually a great car. I really enjoyed the Civic. I it think it's like it's it's just. I said in the video, which is actually going live soon. Um, I said it's like a really really good taxi, which for that kind of car is just the greatest compliment because it's just it was built to be easy, and I think the powertrain is really interesting. Mm. Um, and I've actually got the SUV version, the Z. What's it called the ZRV? That's just arrived this morning. Okay. That isn't as good. I think they've just built an SUV because everyone wants an SUV. Yep. Uh, but it's got the same exact powertrain as the Civic. I'm pretty sure it has the same chassis. It's just an SUV Probably, yeah. pumped on top. Yeah. So uh, it's a bit it's a bit heavier, as you'd expect. And because of that, it kind of goes against what the Civic was. So mm. I feel like it's just crowd-pleasing. Yeah. So, how, is that your, so the Civic's your first video, I guess? The Civic? But... I mean, I... With, I was lucky enough with Grand Tour Nation to do a few car reviews. I did a lot of written reviews. Okay. Then I thought I should do some videos because obviously YouTube is the future and TikTok now and Instagram, whatever. Yeah. Um, so my first video was, what was it? It was a Bentley, a Bentley Continental GTV8, and that was, I mean, what a way to be thrown in the deep end. That's the thing. <laughs> I thought, okay, I've really got to do this car justice because it was just beautiful. I got it, and it, you know, there was a car sat outside my house that cost more than my house. And, you know, it was like 240 grand's worth of car. And all my neighbors were like, wow, he started selling drugs or like <laughs> yeah. OnlyFans or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the curtain twitches, was, they were next level. But that was my first video. And it was like, I had four, three or four days with the car. And I thought, I'm really going to have to do something. Um, and the video was okay for a first try. It was fine. Um, but the car was just... I, yeah, I, I will never forget that turning up outside my house. It's just <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, how are you finding the filming process for the for the car videos? It is so. So, I work alongside my wife. My wife writes um, alongside me on a number of websites. Okay. She, I mean, she her kind of career has evolved from videography to house sales to journalism because she always watched what I was doing and she'd often be kind of writing in the background or like mm. just, you know, enjoying writing. She was always a very good writer. She was always very academic and I'm very jealous. 
Um, and now we work together, it's, it's a lot easier because I can go out with someone who's got experience with, with videography and who can help because setting up a tripod, then running back to the car and talking to, you know, it's, it's yep. just really difficult. And that's what I did with the Bentley. So, so my wife wasn't working with me at the time. And it was, you know, next to no, next to no equipment. I had a really cheap camera. Actually, did I even have a camera? It might have been on my phone. And, you know, I was trying to get shots of the car driving past, and I had to jump out, phone on a tripod, go back to the car, drive away, hope no one nicks the phone, and then yep. drive past the phone. It was stressful. And then, you know, writing a script and having to remember that and everything, I found it quite difficult. Now I think I'm a bit older. That was three two, three years ago. Now I'm a bit mm-hmm. older. I think, you know, I'm a bit more experienced. To, I've been doing video just to the camera in here for a long time. Yep. And I'm finding it a bit, a bit easier. You know, I have a camera now, which helps. I've got a microphone, which, <laughs> you know, audio quality is so important. Yep. Um, but I find it quite stressful. I, I would love to be the best presenter in the world, but I just haven't got the... Um, I haven't got the, the confidence or I, maybe I just need to put in my a thousand hours, but I find it quite difficult. The Once whole thing. Yeah. So I've only done three, four videos for in that sort of style for the interface website. Um, and it's the first one definitely um, was more awkward than I would have liked. Um, but it just it gets, it gets easier. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same. It was, you know, when I first started doing videos just to camera in my office, and then I watched them back and I was like, oh, that, that's my voice. That is, yep. that is awful. That's horrible. But then, you know, you, I think, I'm, I'm sure you do this too. Like you watch the video back and you go, okay, I can do that different. I can do yep. that. I can improve here and whatever. And I just wrote these things down on a list. And actually, I actually have it with me. I've got, I've got this by me all the time. It's just my notebook of notes and things. And I just have lists of things I need to do and how I can improve. And I take this out when I'm filming, when I'm working. Yep. And that's good. I just watch over it, look over it. And I, you know, I just try and improve each video and same, same with my articles as well. I try and, you know, these days it's so difficult to, to balance the speed of writing and the quality of writing because everything's, you know, so fast paced now it's on the internet, but yeah, I try and, I try and improve. I don't, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what the least you can do, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> How are you finding it? Because you only just started... When did you start doing it? Not long ago. So, as I said, the Interface website began for about 10 years, and then I started doing the videos in May. Okay, um, yeah. So, pretty pretty recently, to be honest. It's It was daunting, to say the least, the first one I did. Um, I was mithering about it all the, like a few weeks before I had the car delivered, and well, well, am I gonna, how am I going to do this shot, and how am I going to do that, and is this going to look okay? And then it took ages to edit it, because I was trying to be really careful about it and took ages yeah. to film it and then yeah it, it got there in the end so it, it's it's got easier since i've done other other cars since but did you find it really difficult to actually find a place to film um so where, where i film i actually got um so i live on a farm so i've got place to oh, i've, oh, I've got space to put the car <laughs> but yeah. um i work with a guy called jim starling who we do a podcast together about evs and he yeah he finds it difficult to find places he he's got a few places where he uses to film but i can i can imagine if you haven't got that space that it's quite difficult to yeah um yeah film yeah. so yeah definitely i mean with the bentley I and mean, it's in the middle of the pandemic actually that's what right. it was 
and you know i wanted to take it somewhere really nice like, yeah you know a evo triangle or <laughs> hills something somewhere nice um yeah. i thought you know what in the middle of the pandemic that's probably not the right thing to do so i stuck quite close and there's just around the corner there's this kind of car it's like a dirt car park it's a makeshift car park with tree coverage and nice light and things mm. like that and that's where i filmed it but it took so long because people were constantly coming in and walking past driving past i mean i remember years ago one of the first videos i did with one of the first videos i did with gtn i did um a video on how to how to clean glass because <laughs> while i was in uni i did i took business in uni um and while i was in uni i made money by washing cars right, and okay. detailing and so i thought you know what I'm good at that. I can do videos. And I parked the car somewhere. It was just, it was a Lexus IS200. It was a car I had at the time. And I just couldn't finish the video because people were constantly walking past and going, what What are you doing? <laughs> it was just so difficult. <laughs> but now I think I found a place. I think, That's I think good. I found a place. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure people, people did come up to us and like, are you supposed to be here? So, <laughs> I don't know. That's quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, yeah, it's getting all the getting all the camera shots right and all the filler shots and making sure yeah. what you're saying is actually going to be correct, um, yeah. so, and scripting some voiceover. So it takes a lot of time, but it's if you yeah. it's, it's worth it. So yeah, I I think like that's the thing with our jobs is that we don't just have to learn how to write. We then have to learn how to video, how to script write, how to edit, and that's what I love about what we do is that it it entails so many different skills it's constantly evolving as well, you know, with the social media rising and that kind of stuff, it's constantly learning. And like, you know, doing these videos has been great because I can just sit on YouTube every evening and I can watch hours of people showing you how to edit and yeah. how to get the best angles and things like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, yeah, with, with all the filming, it's it, you can watch so many guys, but until you do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, yeah. You're not going to... I took the Honda down to... Uh, I took it down to Somerset. So I live just below Birmingham. I took it down. I drove all the way down to Somerset to film outside uh, Hinkley Power Station. Okay. And we got there and I was trying to do some nice kind of beauty shots. And I was like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. So I tried and I was so tired of all the driving and I just slept so badly the night before worrying about like having yeah, yeah. to video this car. Um, I went back. Uh, we literally went back home and I was like, I've just... I need to sort myself out. And what I did is I went through my favorite car review videos and I just screenshotted the angles they took of mm. their cars. And I just tried to like emulate their talent, basically. That's that's what I tried to do is just emulate what they were doing. Yeah. It's, and until you sort of think, oh, that's how I could do it. And then... Yeah, sort exactly. Of... And then it sparks something, doesn't it? You're yeah. able to, you know, you... Like, I love the shot where you're looking down on a wheel on a on a wheel and mm. there's that slight rotation in the angle and i was thinking oh i could do that on the exhaust and i could do that on the headlight or whatever and it just yeah spurs some ideas yeah definitely yeah so um with the with the f1 podcast you do how long how long have you been doing that with oh we have been doing it only for about two just over two months we've done eight episodes eight eight oh, must be one a week yeah yeah, so it's it's been it's just over two months, and then we've just had the summer break, 
And we were going to do it over the summer break. And we thought, actually, you know what? There's not a lot going on. I don't feel like we can bring a lot of value mm. to a podcast. And, you know, we had the, the car as well. And work was going crazy with other stuff. And we thought, yeah, we'll, we'll take a break from the podcast just over the summer break. And we actually need to get back onto it today. So we're, we're going to uh, film another episode today. Um, but that, even then, like the podcast has been such a learning curve because it's, you know, how do we get the best audio? How do we get the best angle, the lighting? It's just, it's great fun. It's great fun, but it's, um, it takes much more time than, than you expect it to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, just before we wrap up a little bit, um, have you got any advice for anyone? So I always ask this question to everyone I speak to. Have you got any advice for anyone looking to do the same sort of thing that you're doing now? looking to get started yeah. into either videography yeah. or journalism so i think you know i think a lot of people want to write about cars and i think they should like that a lot of people are saying oh you know writing about cars is difficult to get into and you know yes it is if you want to go for a magazine and things like that but there are so many websites out there i'm not saying they'll pay overly well because a lot of them don't you know we there was that thing on Twitter a, a couple of days ago about a job listing which was in London or something that was seven pounds an hour like way below London minimum yeah, wage. Yeah. Um, but the the advice I have is just write. It doesn't have to be about cars. Just write about something and create a story. And then once you're comfortable with doing that, you know, write about cars and and just write about anything. You saw a cool car at a show, write about it. You sure you. You saw, you you drove somewhere and you thought it was a great road or a great experience, then just write about it and create that story. Um, and once you've got a little collection of, of what you've written, just send it to people and talk to people, reach out to people, you know, just take a bit of a risk and don't be shy about it. I think a lot of people, they don't expect it to come to them. That's the wrong way of saying it. They, I think a lot of people are just nervous yeah. about putting themselves out there and you can't be. And you just go and do it. And then, yeah, exactly the same with video. If you want to get into video, then just video something. It doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, make it for yourself. Do your best and just build a story. And then, you know, it's it's also helpful to use the internet. And there's so much advice out there. Just spend hours watching other videos, mm -hmm. emulating that, watching um, tutorials, reading about it, and just fully just dive into all that content out there and hopefully something will stick yeah obviously you, yeah youtube's been a very long time now so it's gonna be it's not like it's not like we're starting out on something new again yes um when youtube first launched it was well i don't remember it but just by, <laughs> just by, just by what all the stuff that people make at the time it's like oh you didn't it's obviously that new you obviously didn't it's just so much so much people trying the format in different yeah. ways so yeah that's it's, actually it's, a very good point yeah i think i think Something that I've done a lot is look at other industries and look at how they're innovating. And then, you know, so um, God, I'm just trying to think of an example. If you just look at something a sweet shop's doing or like your local Morrison's or, you know, whatever, just look at what a business is doing and think, how can I adapt that to what I want to do? Whether it's their marketing or whatever, selling something and just try and use that for your industry. That's something that I, I also found really helpful, just kind of, opening that box and like thinking about things from a different perspective definitely and yeah like you said like youtube has been going for a long time threads have just started i don't know if it's actually been successful i went on it and then i kind of left it 
very quickly. Yeah. But like when something new starts, just jump in and you've got to like make the most of it. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's a um, pretty good place to end if that's okay. Of course. No, thank yeah. you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Um, thanks, Alex, for joining me on the Creator Spotlight podcast. It'd be really good to talk to you about what you make and do. Where can people find you if they want to find out more about what you make and do? Oh, well, I mean, I try to be active on social media, but I'm not, but I'm trying. So you can find me at AlexDoesF1 on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you want to read uh, what myself and my amazing team of writers write, you can find them on F1Briefings.com. It forwards you to the SI website, but our part of the SI website. And then GrandTourNation.com. Um, we try and do our best. <laughs> oh, on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube. We're all over YouTube. Awesome. You'll find us eventually. <laughs> yeah, links will be in the show notes. If you're watching us on YouTube, the links will be in the uh, description down below. Um, you can find the interface at theinterface.uk and also on YouTube as well. Uh, thanks again, Alex, for joining me, and we'll see you again next time. Thanks so much. Cheers.